0: Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of John. We're going to go to the fourth chapter, John chapter 4. This morning, uh, some some of us in fellowship were referencing some things that God had delivered us from, and who we were is not who we are, amen, Amen. Amen. and who we want to be is where we're headed, Amen. amen? Growing in grace, I love it, grace is not an excuse to sin, but actually it's the means by which we overcome it amen god has given me a, a word for this morning that is titled a witness to the word a witness to the word church we are that witness has god saved you anybody in here been healed Anybody in here has been delivered from drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography, etc. the Amen. vices of the world. The question to be posed, Heart of Worship Church, what has God done for you? You're a witness to that. I call before this court a witness. This day, put your hand on the Bible. Do you solemnly swear? I was there. That night he saved me. We got a witness, court! I was there. When all hope seemed lost and my marriage was in shambles, he healed my marriage. You are a witness to the word. You are a witness by the word. And you are a witness for the word. Today we're going to be talking about the power of your testimony. Today is a word of empowerment to your testimony. Your word testimony brings the word, Jesus. The book of John chapter 4, we're going to read quite a few verses because instead of isolating a verse or verses where we have a pop-out, we want to look at a story. We want to look at someone... Who had a testimony? Now, if I'm teaching or preaching about someone's testimony, obviously there's a lot of qualified passages in the Word of God. Amen. But in John chapter four, let's read verse one. Everybody have us, Amen. Amen. Hey, that's a shout! Praise the Lord, we got it. It says this: When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had made had uh, Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself baptized not, but it was his disciples, all just foundational context, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. Verse four says, "And he must needs go through Samaria. And cometh through a, then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which he called Sichar, near to the parcel ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. The coat. That is referred to here to Jake to J- Joseph from his father Jacob was the code of favor approval an honor and throughout scripture symbolized in one word any robe symbolically theologically is righteousness the robes of righteousness. But with Joseph's case he received not just righteous robes it was specifically favor this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Oh, did it stir the enemy against him. Had him caused to be sold into slavery by his own brothers. Initially, we're going to kill him. And then thought to do sell him into slavery. In the same place that was delivered in the Scriptures, a coat of favor and a robe always represents a righteousness. We're clothed with robes of righteousness, right? But specifically, the same place that was delivered favor and righteousness. You're going to see this right now. Hallelujah. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. It was about the sixth hour. And so I guess you could say, what that's 12 noon, right? About 12 noon. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me drink. Jesus is telling her, I'm thirsty. Can you give me something to drink? "...for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat." So his disciples have departed. They went to go to, uh, to Walmart. Jesus is there with that woman at the well and asked for something to drink. "...then saith the woman of Samaria unto Jesus, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which I am of Samaria?" For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Cultural context to apply theologically, this woman was not a very likable person. So they had no dealings with the Samaritans. There was a, a strong cultural segregation. Samaritans were not considered to be as equal to a Jew because they were partially Jew. They were mixed in. They were mixed blood. They were the offspring of the Babylonian captives. And when Jews, the Jews were in Babylon... There were children and offspring brought from that captivity. So the Babylonians with Jews. You've got, in a spiritual sense, the world mixed with the church. I'm going to say that again, y'all paying attention. In the spiritual sense, where literal is applied, you see the world, Babylon, mixed with the church. His children. his See? So in a sense, there are some spiritual Samaritans, but even Jesus reaches out. Even Let me say it this way. Sister Tammy, Jesus died for the hypocrite too. So here's a woman who is a Samaritan and she's saying, why are you even talking to me? Verse 10, it says this, and Jesus answered and said to him, if you only knew the gift of God and who it is that says to thee, give me to drink, you would have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. It's basically saying, if you knew who I was, it would actually have been you asking me to drink. And then I would have given you living water. Little side note, living water actually flows. It's not stagnated and pooled. It's a river, not a lake. Church, keep moving. Verse 11, the woman saith unto him, Sir, you don't have anything to draw, and the well is deep. Now, where would you have this living water? So it went right over her head. She was still thinking in the natural. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of these waters shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in a well of of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Neither come hither to draw." I bet she was tired of having to draw, right? So she's still thinking in the natural. She's like, thank you, please, because I'm getting tired of coming back and forth. (laughs) Still thinking in the natural. Yeah, I'll get this one time. It's done, right? And verse 16 says, And Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. Now we're going to get into the meat and the potatoes. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Actually, that is correct. Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and the one that you're with now is not your husband. So in that you said it truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. That's a natural response, right? Right? Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say, in Jerusalem is the place that ye ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when ye shall neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the Father ye worship. Ye know not what, but we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. And this is really bringing into more clarification. Uh, It's really setting the stage, church, listen let me say it this way, the quote-unquote unworthiness of this woman. Even Jesus said, now, salvation is of the Jews. See, you're a Samaritan. Or what did he tell the woman that, that asked for healing? And he said, the bread is for the father's children, not for the dogs. That Let's be honest, does that not sound super controversial? For God himself, who loved the whole world, That whosoever believed, Samaritans included. But what was our response? Lord, even the dogs eat of the crumbs. You see, we need a people that are so hungry for God that even if God calls us dogs, we can respond in faith and say, and I appreciate the crumbs that you give me. This is Jesus laying that foundation. Not out of arrogance, only to help us understand how much we need Him. Verse 23 says, But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. For God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. In the spirit of humility and who you are and deprivation that says, God, I desperately need you. And in truth, recognizing God, you are the truth. You are the way. You are the life. Adonai, everything, all of you, all is truth. You are truth. Live it out. And that's how I, I, I really, that's my application of this, is that the spirit and in truth says, in the spirit, and I say of humility, that I lift my hands to say, God, I don't deserve it, but I adore you. And in that spirit of humility, the truth of my worship recognizes who God is. He is my truth. He is everything. The woman that saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. And when he has come, he will tell us all things. He will tell us all things. Now Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And in my Bible it's italicized. It's almost like it's emphasized here. I am he. I am that. I am the Messiah that you spoke of. I am the Christ, which means the anointed one. I am that one you speak of. Taking account, he said earlier, if you knew who it was that spoke to you, you would have asked of me and I would have given you living water. Church, this is that point where she had revelation. This is that point where all of us in this room, if you're saved, if you are born again, There was a moment where Jesus had to look at you in the face, metaphorically and be like, I am he. I had my I am he moment that I testify about all the time. Teresa's house, 3 o'clock in the morning. The Spirit of the Lord drew me outside, and I fell on my knees, looked up at the stars. Y'all know my testimony. See, I just see that's that point, that pivotal moment where, Sister Edith, you said, Lord, I surrender. At some point in time, if you're saved today, you had to get saved, whatever date and time and location that was. That's when Jesus says, "I am He." Verse twenty-seven, and upon this came the disciples and marvelled that he talked to this woman. So here's here's the disciples coming, and this is interesting because they're in marvel that he's having a conversation with her. What seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? The woman left, then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith unto the men. But check this out. The woman left her water pot. I want to take very clear note that the woman was not offered a sinner's prayer. Not bashing it. We go through a sinner's prayer. We explain it. But when we get so caught up in a formulation, we're losing and missing out on what God is necessarily trying to show us. It's the revelation. This woman had an encounter with Christ Himself. The only thing that she she did, and that at this point, she left her duty, her job, her activity. She shut her procession down. Her schedule was cleared. She went away into the city and saith unto the men, now check this out, this is going to be awesome. Come, See a man which has told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Here's your sign. She believed. She had her I am he moment. She responded, and I believe, and I'll say this word, gratitude, because she shared what what had been revealed unto her. The greatest expression of gratitude and appreciation and an endorsement of either a person, place, or thing is one who would tell others about it. Whatever it is that you would say, oh, man, I love this thing. I've seen a lot more endorsement for Tupperware and crockpots on Facebook than Jesus himself. And they are so convinced this keto diet, boy, I'm going to lose 500 pounds in 30 seconds. Look what this did for me. See my pants? Look how that's my old pants. Look at my new self. Can't blame them. It changed them. And the people that God changes the most usually are the ones that are preaching it the loudest. Usually. And that's why I believe that this word this morning specifically saying, Remember what God had did for you. Because I think we need a little bit more. Men and women that will come into the city. come on. She let down the the natural because she had that spiritual. The woman left her water pot, went in the way into the city, and saith unto the people, men. Of course implied mankind, people, but I would like to point out a woman who is a Samaritan, half-breed, unliked, adulterer see went and preached to the men and this is the first account that I see of a woman preacher that got a whole city saved and all the men said amen Amen. and all the women said oh yeah (laughs) and Jesus endorsed it yes he did Yes, he did. Praise the Lord. Come and see, verse 29, which told me all things that ever did. Is this not the Christ? Verse 30 says, and then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, while his disciples prayed, saying, Master, eat. But when he came, he said unto them, I have meat that ye need not know of. The woman was drawn from a natural water while his disciples were drawn from natural food. I have the food and the supplenishment that you don't know of after the disciples asked here you want some food. And they're like, wait a second. What well, did you eat before? Because you just sent us over there to get some meat. And you're now over here to a, a woman and a, a Samaritan. The disciples were confused. But Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. How naturally minded people are. But boy, when they come and with Christ and Jesus gives revelation of who He is, it can transform our natural thinking to more spiritual think. Say not he that there are four months uh, that i am come to, uh, to harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white and already ready to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth the wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life that both he that soweth and that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein herein, is that that say true: one soweth and another reapeth. I sent on you to reap whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored and ye entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans, now this is going to get good. Look at this. Many of the Samaritans of the city believed on him for the saying of the adulterous, fornicating, sinful, half-breed, unqualified woman, come on, which, say that word with me, testified, testified, church, testified. And I know that many of you in this room, I know your testimony because you're not ashamed to say it. And that's good, and that's exactly right. But I know just of the handful of names in my head right now, there needs to be more names in my head. Because the names in my head are not the only ones in this room that God did something for. The names in my head are not the only ones in this room that God can use. Male or female. Jew or Gentile. But all are in Christ. Amen? The woman testified. The woman did not have a synagogue degree. The woman did not go to temple school. She testified that Jesus told her everything. So when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him that they would tarry with him, we're on verse 40, and that he abode there two days. And many more, church say many more, Many more believed because of his own words. Yes. And that's where it was emphasized the very next verse. Verse 42 says this. And said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of your saying, which praise God had brought them there. For we have heard him ourselves and know that this indeed is the Christ the Savior of the world. You see, church, we don't have to, and we encourage apologetics. Amen, Jacob? Good to know, especially in personal growth and revealing why you believe what you believe. But if God did anything for you, it's worth to be advertised. Pastor Glenn, no doubt, is not ashamed of his testimony. Why is that? Because God touched him. Because there was a point in that operating, uh, operating in the ICU bed, I am he. He was there. There was actual change. When something is effective that will change somebody's life, they will share it. They will promote it. By the word of the Lord for Heart of Worship Church this morning, I want you all in this morning and all day today, Ask yourself, what did God do for me? Take yourself back to that day where you were either at the altar dancing and leaping and praising God like the lame man who was healed, or you're at your house. I want you to go back. Store unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me that restoration and church your gratitude and expression of worship for the testimony that he has done in you will also begat the faith that will help you have your next testimony you see church I'm, I'm not talking about a church that likes to read the newspapers and say the headlines and we'll put it in a frame that's all good and great But I'm talking about a church that looks forward to the next move, to the next victory, to the next come on somebody. Amen? John 4, verse 27, out of the passage that we just read, to echo verse 27, to echo verse 27, and upon this came the disciples, verse 27, and marveled that he talked with a woman, yet no man said, What seeketh thou, or why talkest thou with her? The four things that were against her as a witness for the Christ. Number one, she was a Samaritan. Number two, she was half-Jew. Number three, she was a woman. And four, a harlot, an adulterer. A good reference to notation that it is the unlikely candidates that God can use the best because they come in realizing that they are nothing. The reason God can chooses the lowest pit is because they're the ones that depend on him the most. And number two, a reference for notation. The first unpopular, unqualified woman preacher, way before Catherine Coleman, the first woman preacher in the New Testament. We can go back as far as uh, Judges. John chapter 4, verse 28 through 29. Then the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith unto the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Personal impact produces indirect impact, producing direct impact. Personal impact by God will produce an indirect impact Meaning, the men and women of the city. That was the indirect impact she had because she gave it to them and they received. And then her indirect impact will produce their personal direct impact. But it simply means what God impacted your life can then impact others and they receive their own impact. And then guess what happens? The cycle continues. The church is built. And by the word of our talk about a man on testimony, I didn't have it in my notes, but as the Lord reveals, when Jesus healed on the Sabbath, oh, very controversial, man that was blind, got brought in literally, it says a trial in the temple, even called the first witnesses with the mom and dad. What did they say? I, pff, I wasn't there. Talk to him. What happened? Y'all know. The, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. was a witness. He was a witness. And boy, he didn't know nothing else save Christ and him crucified. Because what did he tell them on the witness stand? I don't know any what y'all talking about. I get excited. I love that. If y'all read that, if that doesn't get you excited, you probably ain't even saved. And that sounds harsh, but i am being honest. If y'all go over the exact verses that I'm referencing and the Holy Spirit doesn't turn inside of you when you read that, whoo! because his words were this. All I know is I once was blind, but now I see. Oh, Brother Wayne had confessed his uh, addiction that he was delivered from. I had the same addiction. I had other vices, and y'all know the drug addiction. I once was addicted to cocaine and crystal meth, but now I'm free. I ain't got no crystal meth. Community coffee is maybe a little close. But I'm free, church. I'm free. Amen. That's why when people come in, and I see these uh, last night, if y'all were here, we have some of the uh, people in Baton Rouge that got connected to the one blood. Their testimony is like mine. Drugs on the street, homeless. Drugs and more parties. And they're free. There's no bondage to it. They're full of the Holy Ghost. That excites me because I'm like, I know what you're talking about. It's like I get to preach to the Samaritans and they preaching to me and all these Samaritans say hallelujah. Save your city. Jacob, we don't have the same testimony. And bless God, that's a good thing. You too, Josh. These men uh, were, you know, we have a long history. All the way back to the 90s when AOL was a thing. <laughs> I remember that day, Josh, because Josh was the one that said, hey, you want to come to a place? It was this sanctuary that I came in here with Josh, and I was taught holiness. I was taught the truth. I was free from drugs. Then they come in and slap me with the Holy Ghost, and boy, that changed everything. You see, that was just what I'm trying to tell you. You got to get excited about what God has done. The devil would love for you to be totally numb to your testimony. It's not old news. He still heals today. The devil wanted to silence you, my brother, and you've, you've admitted that to me. You tell the devil, I'm just as excited today as the day I came out of that chair. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. I don't know everybody's story, so I can only pick out of the things that I know. Sister, I know you got a background of the Lord. God is restoring unto you the joy of salvation, bringing you back to the fold that gives you a little, Jesus, I'm home. I'm home and I'm free. I'm not bound by sin. What has God done for you? And then we say, Lord, I'm ready for the next one. Any opportunity that we have to brag on Jesus, that's what we got to get excited about. Amen? Amen. And number four, out of the points of notation that the Lord had given, the water exchange. This is good. Because in verse 10 of the same chapter, it says this, Jesus answered and said unto her, If you only knew the gift of God, And who it is that is telling you, give me a drink. You would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Now, hold your finger there. Flip over to John chapter 19. John chapter 19. Just turn to the right a few pages. You're going from chapter 4 to chapter 19. If you're at chapter 19, skim down to the verse 28. And as I come to a close, we're going to read a few verses up to 34. Church. We know the Holy Spirit is that river. Flows from the throne. It comes out of the bowels. It is the Spirit of God. But here's the thing. When the woman told Jesus, Sir, the well is deep and you have nothing to draw from. Skip down towards the end of it. I'm going to just hop in because I don't have my verses numbered on my notes. Then, the, then came the soldiers and break, his, break the legs of the first and the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, sir, you have nothing to draw of water. Follow that. Hold that. And saw that Jesus had already died. They did not break his legs, but one of the soldiers pierced his side and forthwith came out blood. And water. He was the vessel. Sir, you have nothing. The well, you don't, where's your? He was the vessel. Jesus. Everybody stand. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church Podcast.